Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and today, for a very special treat, I am joined by Jamie in person. Hello. <laughs> and welcome back to our podcast for this super exciting episode yes. where we've both managed to be in the same part of the state at the same time. And record. Which, <laughs> which <laughs> we've been in the same part of the state multiple times this spring, and I think this is the first time we've successfully so. recorded in person. Once we watched the episode together and then failed to record on it afterwards. Yes. And I don't think the other time we made any attempt to no. do anything. No. <laughs> but today, since we're in person, we thought we would, you know, record on our podcast because we both already had watched some of what we wanted to talk about. Yes. <laughs> um, we will be discussing the newest season, which I believe is season six yes. of Black Mirror. And we've only watched the first two episodes. Well, Jamie's only watched the first two episodes. Yes. I've watched all of them. <laughs> but So we're going to be talking about the first two episodes of the new season of Black Mirror, which is Jonah's Awful and Lock Henry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, If you're not familiar with Black Mirror at all, um, each episode is its own standalone story, so you don't have to watch them in any particular order or, you know, even all of them from the same season if you don't want to. Um, Definitely recommend the series in general, and we've just done a lot of discussions on it in the past on Mm -hmm. some of the other, like, really great episodes of the series. Um, This this season as a whole, since, since I've watched all of it and you've only seen the first two, I would say that the two best episodes are still not as good as like mm. the truly like peak Black Mirror episodes from yeah. some of the earlier seasons, but they are good and there's definitely it's definitely worth watching this season. Um, I feel like yeah, maybe like some of the storylines that you just can't top them, like Sanjun Apparel. Like that's a hard so episode to top. <laughs> um, that episode with the the where you had to get like the likes from different people in yes. the ratings. I can't remember the name, but I can't remember or the one with the bees. Like that, that one, one is really was good. an amazing episode. Yeah, there's some really great old ones, and I feel like I mean, obviously, I haven't seen past the first two of the season, right? But previous. Black Mirror episodes and seasons have focused very much on, like, sort of incorrect uses of technology. Or, more like, like futuristic futuristic stuff. And this, not as much. Yeah. You see, with the next episode in line, Beyond the Sea, there's definitely um, more technology. But in a weird way, because it's set in 1964, Hmm. I think was the date. 1960-something. But, like under the pretense that had this really advanced technology been available for a space exploration in like the 1960s. So everything else is like 1960s technology, except for like this one crucially important aspect of, of the episode. (laughs) So it's like a little out of place. Like there's, you know, no cell phones or anything else, but yet there's these like humanoid, very realistic robots, um, which, you know, you learn about immediately in the season. It's not, it's not a secret, but, um, so that that I thought was kind of, yeah, 1964, that's when that one took okay. place. Um, but yeah, and I guess, so starting with Joan is Awful, yes. I guess there is a little bit of, I mean, I wouldn't even call the technology yeah. exa- advanced because I feel like yeah. if Streamberry, aka Netflix, yeah. wanted to do this, like they could obtain the information. They probably couldn't generate the episodes as quickly as it happens in this. Right. They don't have the quantum computer. Right. That was kind of a (laughs) big thing. The quantum computer. But I mean, which was just basically like advanced AI that could take 
I mean, we're almost getting there in yeah. reality. That could take like a whole lot of input of things that had just happened and quickly generate a very realistic looking show based on all of the material that's been fed into it. So we're getting there. We're not very <laughs> far away from the, the quantum computer. Well, I mean, honestly, I feel like this is part of like with the with the um, improvement of AI and stuff. This is yeah. sort of one of the reasons that the writer strike is currently happening. Yes. Just, you know, people threatening kind of like, well, AI can do it. Why do we need to pay you money? Yeah. It's like, well, well I don't know. You're never I mean, going to reach the human touch, I don't think. But. Well, that and like just to go off on a mini side tangent as somebody whose job is going to be mm. completely eliminated by AI in the next three to five years. Yeah. <laughs> um, like the idea that like AI is all plagiarized. Like everything yeah. it does is it takes things that already exist and puts them together in new ways. Like it's not creating anything of its own that is unique to itself. It is just pulling together pictures and imagery and text right. from all these different other copyrighted sources and creating something new out of that. But nothing individually in it is, is unique in any way. True. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of copyright issues with yeah. anything that AI produces in the future because people are already looking at that and being like, this is literally just bits and parts of everybody else's copyrighted work that this program has pulled together, yeah. which is fine if you're just doing it at home for shits and giggles. But like when you're then trying to market it and sell it and make money off of it, it's no longer fair that that is happening. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's also like, we've seen that argument too in the in like the art artist community where like without their even consent basically their entire work of like drawings or paintings have been input yeah. into like ai and so now people can generate drawings that they would do yeah. automatically yeah and so then it's like well that's yeah it is like a fine line between like is this all plagiarism right can ai actually be unique can it create? Right. And, you know? And I, at this point, I think we could say that AI can't create something new of its own mm -hmm. without, like, some sort of input. Somebody mm -hmm. telling it, draw a picture of a cat in a top hat sitting right. on a windowsill, and it's going to find pictures of windowsills and cats in top hats and put them together in a way that looks like it goes together kind right. of thing. But it's really just bits and parts, you know, of the Frankenstein yes. <laughs> of everybody yeah. else's art put together to create this. Um, so that's going to be problematic in the future. But this episode, to go back to to Netflix, yes. a.k.a. Streamberry, which is what Netflix calls itself <laughs> in this episode, is yeah. Streamberry, which, I mean, why not just call it Netflix? It's literally a Netflix original. You can't have to pay royalties on that, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think. <laughs> but I also, I also, yeah, it's like... They didn't even try to like disguise it because like it has <laughs> the, the to doom, like, to doom. It has the same like way that the with end is formed, but yeah, with an, with an yeah. S instead. The same same idea, same format. They're just calling yeah. it Streamberry instead of Netflix, yeah. which is just a dumber name in reality. But um, so the premise of this episode is that there is this quantum AI computer that can listen and watch via your phone everything that you say and do and can then almost instantly, almost in like real time kind of quickly, generate episodes of exactly what's happening in your life, but with a bit of a bias yeah. because Streamberry, not Netflix, wants... <laughs> This because they kind of they're like testing it out basically yeah. on a woman named Joan. So they create a show called Joan is Awful, and she is made to look awful in yes. everything that she's doing, which 
we as the viewers see the context behind like her decisions and her actions, but like people viewing the show don't see that. They just kind of see her as a bitch basically, yes. which is how Streamberry wants to present it. But I cannot imagine sitting down to watch a new Netflix show and having it be like you. Madison is awful or yeah. Jamie is awful. And it's like literally you, but represented by a very famous actor or actress. Yes. And then it's like, an episode of the exact day you just experienced <laughs> and like everything that you did would just be horrifying. It would be very horrifying. And <laughs> I, it was interesting in the episode that they brought on, they, they did talk about the aspect of like, originally they had tested out, you know, Joan is awesome. For right. Example, yes. on other people. And they just didn't like it as much because right. of like, you know, the, the neurotic nature of people. They want to see something that's more, right. It just wasn't, drawing them in right well arguably like joan would have liked it better because everybody likes to see themselves in a better light but the audience at large didn't want to watch a show that talked about somebody who was awesome but they liked doing it about somebody who was awful but it's interesting too because it it, you know it seemed like yeah this was their test but ultimately they want to do individually (laughs) for each person right it's like would everyone then be able to watch the other everybody's right like or are you then so personalized that you can only see yours i mean i would prefer that yeah (laughs) but there was no real money to be made if you're only watching your own because people want yeah like streamberry would want as many views as possible so then that draws into question so like the idea of how they're able to legally get this information is that when you agree to the terms and conditions <laughs> when you sign up for your new phone service, that this is in it. This is yeah. in the fine print that nobody reads. Everybody just clicks accept. So in theory, Streamberry has access yeah. to literally everybody who owns a cell phone yes. or at least from whatever carrier you know that, that Joan is associated mm-hmm. with or Streamberry is associated with. Um, which it is not made clear, but... No, but I really... I mean, I found that aspect kind of hilarious. Because, like, <laughs> I think we just all know that very few people, if anyone, no. read throughout all of the terms no, and conditions. No one's reading that shit. And it does make you think, like... What if I agreed to Yeah, that? we don't know what we've agreed to, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you'd never know unless something like this happened. Right. So it's a really interesting commentary on, like, our kind of yeah. willingness to accept things that we have no idea what's actually happening. Well, and they, they bring up a point, too, at the beginning when, when her lawyer's trying to explain to her, like, how this is legal. And she's like, well, you know, when you're standing in the kitchen and your phone's on the counter and you're talking with your friend about this new product and then you go and sit down yeah. and open up Facebook and there's an advertisement for that product. Like, you're... And that already fucking happens. It does. Like, I've already been in situations where I've been talking about something a product that I want to buy, and then lo and behold, a day or two later, yeah, I'm getting advertisements. So. so it's like, yeah, they're clearly fucking listening yeah. because this has happened way too many times oh, yeah. to be a coincidence. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's kind of frightening in a <laughs> yeah. lot of ways. So, like, how? Wh- what are the limitations? How much can the phone actually listen to what we're saying legally? Legally. Right. Yeah, who knows when we, yeah, maybe when we first got our phones and clicked you except, know, except we who knows what we agreed to, to essentially like free and open surveillance of our lives yeah i mean and they all got cameras on them too they you do. know a front and back yeah <laughs> so they could be just watching and listen to everything that we do in theory which is like which is yeah kind of frightening but at the same time i'm kind of like well if ever if it's happening to everyone, <laughs> it's everybody's dealing like, with what's it. The point? <laughs> My life's not that interesting. They're not going to make it into exactly. a Joan is awful or a Madison is awful series I mean, anytime soon. Interesting. But... I mean, it would be pretty boring. It would mostly yeah. be just me sitting around. Yeah. 
I did, yes, saying they'd be like, wow, this person's show is failing because they literally sleep through 16 of the 24 hours of their life. Right. Okay, so let's, let's talk about that. The minute Joan realizes how Streamberry is getting this information on her, why does she not get rid of her phone? She just like keeps it and continues living her life knowing yeah. that it's monitoring everything that she does and that Streamberry is going to turn it into a new episode yeah. of her life. Why do you still have that phone? Like, I couldn't get I, my mind around that. I wonder that. if that's part of, like, a commentary on, like, our attached, like, the way that we are so attached to phones that, like, right. you even literally this is have happening. anxiety if you leave it. So, like, even right. if it's terrible for you. Right. This, you this phone is ruining your life, yeah. but you can't but, get rid of it kind yeah. of thing. I was actually, like, having a, um, a conversation kind of about this with my niece, who's turning 15. I'm sure year. she's got her own phone. <laughs> she definitely does, but... Um, you know, I feel like we, we get very critical about younger generations like Gen Z and whatever the other ones are called. Is there a younger Alpha, generation than Gen Z at this point? Good is. God, yeah. we're so old. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we talk a lot about the, how people, you know, how they're so reliant on technology, which is true. And yeah. they, they can't let it go. But I'm like, yeah, well, despite having not grown up with technology, like, you know, having lived through the advances that we've reached mm. th- from nothing right. to this point. From from the old-fashioned rotary phone. Right. <laughs> like, we've seen a lot of that, but we have nevertheless been taken, and, like, a lot of us are very heavily reliant oh, on yeah. technology, and, like, I spend so much time <laughs> yeah. wasting my life on tech, <laughs> and I'm like, ah. Yeah. It does make you... That's what I kind of love about about Black Mirror in general, because it really does make you think, like, yeah. okay, I, I should take this as a lesson to, like, start <laughs> cutting this stuff out of my life, yeah. like, limiting Like, literally, time. Netflix is showing us the horror that it could do to us in 10 <laughs> um, years' time if it wanted to. Yeah. And yet, we here we are still, like, you using our phones as part of this recording. We've got two phones, a laptop, and a microphone just to make this one episode of a podcast, you yeah. know? Like, we are, we're sitting in an air-conditioned house, you know, with Wi-Fi. That's true. <laughs> and this is just normal life really, to have yeah. this, this many pieces of technology going into, like, one simple event, you know, sitting and having a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like when I'm at work, I'm like, I've got an iMac and my iPad next yes. to me and my eye you oh, know yeah. my my macbook and my phone and then i'm like what am i doing with my right life? yeah but um at least with your job you are also interacting with like human sure. beings in real life whereas mine is all just graphic design yeah. on a computer that ai is going to well, steal away from me someday soon i'm sure yeah well and like so many people are just working from home now so yeah. like really their only interaction besides maybe having a spouse or children is like or family members yeah is virtual yeah you know it's yeah. very it's very interesting. And I don't even speak with my clients, like, with my voice. It's all yeah. just, like, done over messaging and, you know, on, on a computer yeah. platform. There's no, like, talking. So, from, as far as they know, you could just be I could be AI. anybody. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, literally, I could just be a really slow, responsive AI. <laughs> Man, this, this the AI program is taking three wanted, days to do this. If we wanted to make AI seem more human, really, just... <laughs> Put in like a, a block of time of wait time. Seriously, yeah. don't have immediate responses. <laughs> That's the yeah, that would be about it. That'd too. Be it, yeah. Don't immediately make an episode of somebody's life the day that it happens. Exactly. Yeah. Give it time to seep. Because at first, when that happened in the show, I was like, wait, didn't didn't this literally yeah. just happen that day? How did they have time to act and like record it? Because it doesn't appear as though it's AI generated. It's like yeah. made to look like actual humans. And then like the idea is that they 
buy or rent celebrities' images yeah. to, like, use. So, like, tech, I don't remember the name of the... Selma, Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek was supposed to be the one playing Joan is Awful yes. in this series. And she, but she wasn't actually acting in it. She had just sold Streamberry the right to use her face and her body. <laughs> the entire body is important. Yeah. <laughs> and in this, in this season or in this the show or whatever without even knowing or understanding like what she would be like what her image would be representing and what it would be doing she just was like pay me money you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) which is an interesting thing too because i feel like because you know again ai can just pull from images on the on the internet essentially and things because there are so many pictures of um, whether they be famous celebrities like Selma Hayek or Kate Blanchett, who is right. also yes. a victim in the spiral. Um, yes. <laughs> like, you know, I feel like there has been sort of, um, there was not too long ago, it was like in the gamer community, someone had made like fake porn essentially, but using mm. the face of a, a, a very well known uh, female gamer. Okay. And so then there was this whole thing about like, you know, to what level is that? like abuse of her right despite it not being her in reality right you know and it's true how much do you own your own image exactly it's like do we yeah can we i don't know because like genetically if you were like a twin or a triplet Mm -hmm. your image would be the same as you know your other person's if you were an identical twin or an identical triplet or something like your image would not be unique Mm -hmm. and there are just also a lot of people who look very similar to Mm -hmm. each other it's you know not super common but they kind of say everybody's kind of doppelganger out there somewhere kind of thing so and do we actually own our own image or not if you're if you're using somebody's picture but then like not saying that it's them you're giving them a different name and a different story but it's still their face yeah. yeah, we have not come up with like laws and rules no. on how to regulate what AI will be capable or already is capable of doing. So that will be interesting yeah. <laughs> as as we delve into those laws in the in the near future. Definitely. So I mean, yeah, I, I like that they brought up those kind of relevant points that think about things that we're going to have to face at some point. And it was, I, I really liked that. Um, you know, obviously <laughs> Joan turns to like. Well, as we find out later, <laughs> not Joan. Yes. But Which, something that Joan must have done because this Joan was doing it. I mean, is that what we're to assume yeah. it's really challenging to, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. like the person who plays Joan, we find out, is At actually just also an actress or actor who had had their image stolen. Right. Not stolen, but used, used I guess, legally. To create right. what the original Joan was doing. And so at the end, we see original Joan. Right. Uh, and the actress who become friends, which I thought was really fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so that whole thing, you know, Joan ends up shitting in a... <laughs> it's also, yeah, like, <laughs> her plan then, after she realizes that legally she has no recourse to stop Streamberry from doing this, she's spoken with her lawyer and, like, legally they are not breaking any laws. So she's like, well, what else can I do? So I want to just interject that the most obvious course of action is just to turn your phone off and yeah. put it in a drawer and just stay at home for a week doing absolutely nothing because nobody's going to want to watch that yeah. and it'll just go off stream berry because nobody's going to be tuning in to find out what happens next but that's not what she chooses to no. do <laughs> she chooses to go shit in a church at a wedding <laughs> at a wedding like eats all of this gross food and then takes a ton of laxatives and then goes into the middle of a wedding ceremony and just like blows it out her ass yeah <laughs> right in the aisle of the church 
because she knew that Salma Hayek would not like her image representing that happening yes. because she was like a devout Catholic and who would never, you know, shit in a church, <laughs> probably even in a bathroom, let alone in the middle of the aisle. Um, so that brings Salma Hayek into the picture then as actual Salma Hayek and not as the AI generated Joan. Yeah. Um, which I just, I think that's the most absurd thing. Like that, that, that's your first like go-to, not like, let's just take a week off and stay home and try to make this show super fucking boring. So nobody wants to watch it. Yeah. Like instead she goes through the extreme and makes it like, so no one is ever going to want to stop watching this show right. because it's like, what is this woman going to do next? Right. I feel like that's, yeah, that's doing the exact opposite of what she intended. Right. But, um, but it does bring Salma Hayek into the picture. It does. And she realizes that she also has no legal discourse or recourse to, like, stop this from happening. That when she agreed to the terms and conditions of selling her image to yeah. Streamberry, she agreed that they could literally do all of this, basically. I think they even said in the contract that, like, shitting in a church was, like, one <laughs> of the things that, like, her image could represent. <laughs> Probably because they knew in reality that that had happened in the original Jones storyline. Yeah, exactly. Which, okay. So that's, yeah, that's perhaps the most, like, a little bit of confusing of it all because it's, like... We are seeing the second layer of reality. And we don't realize that until the end. Yeah. So, yeah, everything that we witnessed is actually part, is inside, essentially, this quantum computer. But it reaches a point where, like, the Joan, Joan 2, that we know as regular Joan up <laughs> right. until the end, ends up realizing that, like, in a lot of ways, she does not have control over what's happening. And so if she has an impulse to do something, it's because the original Joan already did it. Right. So then there's that whole scene where like, you know, she's about to break the computer and they're like, you can't do this. And she's like, if I'm here, right. it means I've already done it. Right. This was already done at that point. You know? And then um, we find out if that's happening, then the person that, you know, Selma Hayek playing herself means that the actress that's playing Joan too was actually in the same position as Selma Hayek. Right. Who was playing, you know, who was herself helping the real Joan break into right. the thing. To break the computer. Right. Um, and which they just succeed in doing. They do. But like, it does raise a very interesting question because like Joan too does not realize that she is a computer animation. As far yeah. as she knows, she's a completely sentient being with her own life history and story. And so it kind of raises the thought that when we create, when an AI creates all of these individual people, it's kind of like its own universe yeah. where every entity existing in it does not realize it's part of a computer. And you are in a way killing all of these people that exist in this AI program by destroying the program. Yeah. And that's kind of what they try to like guilt her into not breaking yeah. the computer because you'll be killing everybody in this room essentially. But in reality, they're just computer generations. So like, are you really killing them if they're not actually alive? <laughs> right. But the fact that they don't realize that they're in a right. simulation, does that mean that they've attained life? Like, right. Are they alive? What is consciousness? At yeah. That what point? is consciousness? Right. Then? That was a really, or is it just a programmed consciousness? that's not real. You know? Right. And then people talk about like multiverse theory for us as well. So right. it's like, how do we know that, you know, as right. people, I know this is very conspiracy theorist, but right. a lot of people like to be like, it's all just a simulation. That we are all just in a quantum computer yeah, right now. Maybe and we that, are. And there would be no way to know. Yeah, we wouldn't know. And best, the best quantum physicists agree that if we are in a simulation, there would be no way to actually know that. 
<laughs> no way to actually test it. So one day we'll just disappear when, when someone it, breaks the computer. Yes, yeah, so when someone breaks <laughs> the quantum computer, we'll just all disappear. But our original, you know, the ones that were based upon in real life, will still exist. So True. We can whoever they are. We can rest, you know, easy. Yes. <laughs> And presumably, we've all lived similar lives, if it's, like, That's Jonah, true, you know, right. Maybe with different, like, extremes in some cases or different maybe. aspects. But at the base of it, the actions we've all done have yeah. been the same. If it's... If that's... If it's like that. Yeah, if it's exactly, that's not, like... Yeah, that's episode. not, like, true multiverse theory, which no. has, like, branching path, but... Right. This is just one small example yeah. of that. But, uh... On yeah. how it could be turned into a Netflix original. Yeah. I did really like, at the end um, of the episode... Where we do see, presumably, original Joan. <laughs> but with like, who we think is original Joan. Yeah, with the actress. I don't think I put the actress's name. Annie something. Yeah, I didn't write it down. Um, we see them actually <laughs> together as, like you know, through this ordeal. Oh, we have a dog joining. My if you dog. can hear the pitter-patter. Yeah, if you can hear a panting, walking <laughs> dog. He just came into the room. Because we have a dog where we're recording now, don't we? Hey, buddy. Hi, honey. Um, yeah. Anyways. But anyway, so I really liked, uh, I really liked the ending where, um, not only do we have them becoming friends through, like, this entire ordeal that they right. had to go through, but, uh, Annie at the beginning had said that it was always her dream to have a coffee shop, and yes. that's what she does. Yeah, she opens up yeah. her own coffee shop. So she kind of, like, despite having to go through this sort of trauma and this kind of crazy stuff, she ended up getting what she wanted and making a friend. That's true. With a, with a famous person, yeah. too. You know, yeah. you get to have a famous friend. Sorry, um, blowing up over here. <laughs> <laughs> but in that way, yeah, this episode, like, I found it to be pretty interesting just because it does fade. It does, like, qu- ask us questions that are, like, immediately yeah. relevant to, like, what's going on. Right, today. yeah, with the how fast AI is advancing and... Yeah. Like, this, the ability for AI to do what is represented in this episode of Black Mirror is more realistic than a lot mm-hmm. of the examples of futuristic technology Black Mirror has shown before. Because I feel like this, while legally questionable, yeah. is is certainly potential. Like, uh, like, the ability for AI to do this within the next 10 years, I feel like, is pretty likely. <laughs> yes. Whether or not legally and morally it would be okay is highly debatable, but... Theoretically, as far as like what's needed for AI to do this, mostly already exists. <laughs> <laughs> they might not be able to produce it as fast or with as like good of graphics at this point, but it would be it yeah. would be very good. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's essentially Jonah's awful. It is. Did you have any quotes? I did have a couple from this episode. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so this is when Joan is talking to. Her- her lawyer, I think, I don't remember what the context is, but she says, she's talking about paragraph eight, which is, <laughs> is where she like lists what she can do basically. And she says, you can take paragraph eight and shove it up your ass. And I hope that you get paper cuts on your hemorrhoids and die. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to paragraph eight, Selma at one point said, paragraph eight can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then at real Joan, when she's um, trying to apologize to Salma Hayek, says, I'm sorry that I shat in a church, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I like also, I, um, I think it was Salma too, said, doesn't my asshole have any rights? <laughs> um, and then the last thing I'll say is, um, I can't remember which order it happened. I think it was, I think it was Joan. <laughs> 
she said, fuck. And Selma says, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, oh. the, the last thing I wanted to say about this mm-hmm. episode is that I don't know if you paused to look when they looked at the shows that were on Streamberry. No, I did not. Okay, so there were a couple things that are definite nods to um, other episodes of Black Mirror from oh, the okay. season and others. So uh, what we see on there is Sea of Tranquility. Okay. Which is um, another space space one, but yeah. from a couple seasons ago. Yeah. Lock Henry. Oh, really? Yeah. Lock Henry. Oh, I guess there. I did notice yeah. Lock Henry being on there because I think that they brought it up to like yes. the full screen at one point and they were like, oh, this is about, you know, those kids that made that documentary yes. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, hey. And then um, there was one called Juniper Dreaming, which oh, is probably a for Ju- San Junipero. Junipero, yeah. And then there are a couple that I'm sure have a connection, but I did not look into it to figure it out. But there was Rowdy and Peanut, mm. The Callow Years, and then Finding Ritman. So those must have a reference, but I did not look yeah, into it. I yeah. don't recognize those immediately either. No, but I was like, Juniper Dreaming. That's but they always, <laughs> they, I like that about Black Mirror that pretty much every episode somewhere in it has a reference mm-hmm. to a different Black Mirror episode someplace else. Yeah. And sometimes they can, like, I, I didn't catch any in Lock Henry, for example, but mm-hmm. the, probably there was some in there because they can, they put them in like really obscurely sometimes. Yes, <laughs> But yeah, so that was um, the first episode of this season. Joan is awful. Yes, Joan is awful. I think, see, so episode two is Lock Henry, and yes. I think this is one we have the least to talk about. But. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a very interesting episode. I don't, it wasn't boring by any means no. to watch it. It just didn't really feel like a typical Black Mirror episode. Not there was all. no advanced technology of, nope. like, any kind. It seemed to take place in present-day Scotland, as far as I could tell. It wasn't in the past or the future, you know. Yeah. It was mostly just in the present. Um, maybe even, like... I guess I don't remember seeing their cell phones and like what they would have, what they looked like and what kind of. I don't remember either. Yeah. I think like in a way, this episode kind of goes back to. Because everything that happens is kind of dependent on old technology, That's VHS true. recording right. and stuff like that. So maybe the goal of this episode was to sort of turn it, the series on its head to be like. We're always talking about the super advanced stuff, but right. even if we go back to like the old way of doing things, can there can be, be secrets that you right. Know. It can still be weird. Um, so, like this, this up the idea of this episode, the premise behind it is that David and his girlfriend is her name Pia 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 Pia. Um, they are making trying to make a documentary. It seems like maybe for a film class, like through college, yes. probably. Um, and they have sort of an idea of what they want to do, but neither of them seem really excited about this idea. Yeah. But then, like, they are visiting his hometown and staying with his mother, and she kind of, like, finds out about this story from the past about, like, this couple that had been murdered many years before. And she, Pia, becomes, like, very obsessed with the idea. Yes. Like, we should make a documentary on what happened here. And he was like, mm. I don't know. Maybe let's just go and make it on. I don't even remember what they were going to make it on. Eggs or something from some some other something boring by comparison for sure. Um, When you're like thinking about true crime and how popular true crime is and making documentaries about true crime and Pia's like, well, this this could really make our film career. You know, if we follow this through, maybe we're able to figure out what happened to these people. And oh boy, do they! But (laughs) not what either one of them were expecting. (laughs) I think. Yeah, and it's 
she was really like Pia was very ruthless about it too because like yeah. this the reason that the son is so hesitant hesitant and like doesn't want to do it at first is because like ultimately whatever happened led to his father's death right so he he was shot but like not uh fatally so yeah. and so when he's in the hospital he developed a MRSA infection and he died like a couple months later as a result of having been hospitalized from this injury that happened as a result of this crime kind of thing. Yes. His father was like a police officer. So like he he feels like his father didn't really die because of this, but at the right. same time he sort of did because he wouldn't have been hospitalized and wouldn't have gotten MRSA if this hadn't happened. So it's like and it's very like a touchy subject for his mother yeah. as well, who absolutely feels like it seems like she blames, you know, this event for being the the reason that her husband had died and that like it, it completely ruined her life afterwards that her and her husband used to have so much fun yeah. and their lives were so great. And now he's dead and everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> seems yeah. to be her mindset. <laughs> yeah. So, and I felt like in part, this is like, yeah, true crime, especially now is like, I guess forever really. It has always been like a huge interest. It's a big money maker. Right. And it's true that I feel like we, there are a lot of times when people don't <clears throat> take, the sort of families or like the vic the victims even they don't really take those points of view into consideration right, they're just yeah. kind of like people will love the story i don't care but this who will make us money right way. yeah and um i think that is something we need to pay a m more attention to and to be more aware mindful of yeah. like even just recently there was um a little true crime community drama on like youtube because <laughs> um there's this two people who i think it was like a um a minor was killed and they were like openly showing his autopsy or oh, her, his or shit. her autopsy photos, yeah, which is obviously a huge invasion of, right. of the family's privacy. And so, but yeah, how did they get them? It feels like the family know. would have had to have shown them them to begin with, or they got it from somehow from maybe the corner. Some I don't know. sketchy way, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, so that was a whole thing where it's like, yes, we're we're kind of like exploiting people essentially for right. the gain of whatever, right? Which is um, kind of what. Pia seems yeah. like she's okay with doing like yeah. this is fine your dad didn't actually you know die because of this right. you know this it was sort of she wants to see it as more of like an unrelated thing like we should do this documentary yes. kind of thing and and he you know eventually gives into peer pressure and sex and and does it so yeah <laughs> and, agrees and to do his, it his like childhood friend Stuart does a lot of help and convincing yes him to because, like, yeah. it's it's something that really fascinated the whole town because after it happened, it was, like, to a tourist couple who had been, like, kind of brutally murdered. And so it killed a lot of the businesses in the town because people didn't want to come there anymore because there's somebody who's brutally murdering tourists kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so he was, I think the guy, the pub owner, is hoping, was hoping that if this documentary was made, and especially if they could figure out, like, who did it and put yeah. them away, that it would put their town kind of back on the yes. tourist map and and businesses would rebuild kind of thing so other than henry and his mother's mm -hmm. reservations there's overwhelming support for yeah. like pia's decision to want to make this documentary yeah and so part of the creation of the documentary they decide to go into the place where everyone died yes, into the murder house but they're using old tech i think to make it seem like they had uncovered new footage because like they pitched maybe. the idea yeah to whoever yeah maybe it was not 
Although it did seem like a school project, but then they were talking to some sort of manager. Yeah. Maybe they were trying to pitch it above. To, yeah. Maybe. Because I think it was like a college kind of yeah. project. So maybe they were just hoping that somebody else would also be interested yeah. in it. If, you know, not just for a grade, but like for money kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And so they were kind of like, well, if you find new evidence or like a break in the case, like, right. that would be more interesting. And so then they kind of dress up as if they were, you know, the coroner or the people investigating. And uh, they use an old VHS um camcorder yeah and using uh, old tapes from the mother right that just had like essentially an innocuous show yeah like like they were just probably recording over like a soap opera or something like that you know if you've you know if you're in your 30s you've done this yes you know what that's like (laughs) and we've all accidentally (laughs) recorded over someone's show (laughs) oh my god we had recording this is a completely off-topic tangent of a hot air balloon landing in our Uh, yard out here when i was a kid and it got taped over for like by for like a like a soap opera kind of thing. Yeah. Somebody wanted to record something off TV, and like that got taped over somehow. <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> so you know, this is what it was. Life was like in the nineties, and you yeah. couldn't get that footage back after no. you taped over it. It was just gone. Was gone. <laughs> but uh, so they do that, and then that's kind of like how eventually, when Pia's editing, she discovers the truth yes. that the mother and father of her boyfriend of, of Henry, Henry's mother and father. Davis. Davis? Yeah, the place was Lock Henry. Oh. Yeah, like... Really? Like, I've been referring yeah. to him as Henry the oh, entire oh, time. Oh, no. His name is Davis. I even have his name as <laughs> Henry in my notes. <laughs> no, Lock okay. Davis is where they were. So Davis is his name. Lock Henry is where they were. Yes. Pia, I guess I do have his name as Davis. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Pia was the girlfriend. I just don't know what Janet's I'm saying about. But anyways, Davis's parents yeah. were the murderers. Yeah, and it wasn't only this couple... <laughs> It, they presume it was... No, they know. Because she's going through pictures of all of the victims. Right. So, like, they had been doing this for years, it seems. Yep. And this was the time where they kind of got caught. And we found out that the father had actually shot himself in the arm or shoulder to pre- to make it seem well, like he was a victim of it. Did he shoot himself or was it he shot he by his friend? They said... Uh, I think it, during the, like... Um, because the, there was three of them. It was the parents yeah. and then another guy that yeah, were like, all three of them were murderers together. And they were very kinky about their murdering, too. You only see a yeah. little bit on the tape, but like they're all in like dancing yeah. around in flamboyant costumes no, think, before they yeah. brutally, you know, slaughter yeah, these the people. Yeah, the mother's like, is in a nursing outfit <laughs> yeah. with a mask. With, with like dancing around with like a feather duster. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very odd. But uh, no, I think what they, because they, at the very end when they're talking about um, Davis winning the BAFTA and like going through all that stuff, the news broadcast goes very quickly over what actually happened. And I think it was um, from the best they can guess is that the dad shot the three. So mm. the, the couple and Ian okay. Adair, who had supposedly committed suicide. Okay. And then he shot himself to make it look like he okay. had been shot as well in the shootout or whatever. So yeah. technically he killed himself with, Mer- Mercy, right, because then that results him getting in Mercy and dying, of course. But it also makes it seem like if he hadn't died from Mercy, they would have definitely gotten away with this. At yeah. least, as long as you know, their Henry had not actually ever made this documentary. Like nobody would have ever no. found these old tapes, and they would have, not, despite the fact that they've just been sitting on the shelf. But because they were labeled with like the equivalent of like Murdoch or whatever, right? No one really cared. <laughs> General or Days of our Hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People were like, "Oh, we're never going to watch all these my children." Tapes. Right. Um, so it was, yeah, 
It was very curious. And there was a lot of tapes. So was there murders on every one of them? I reckon because she like she stacked them up on the table afterwards with her little like souvenir box. That's true. So probably he would have had access to like everything that she did. Because after like the mother realizes that Henry has figured out what has happened, she sees like the video of it playing on Pia's computer. Yep. First, she, like, chases after Pia, and Pia runs off into the woods and trips and dies in a river. And she, So that's when she died? She I just assume, accidentally died? Like, that's the, the, what okay. it made it seem like was that she was running away from his mother, who never actually even chased her that far. She just no. stayed on the road <laughs> and didn't ever bother to chase her into the woods, but because Pia was so freaked out that she just found yeah. out that this woman was, like, a serial murderer, she was running frantically away from her and trips over and hits her head on a rock and then just falls like face first oh, into okay. water so even if the hitting her head on the rock didn't kill her she would have drowned right, at yeah. that point so she dies <laughs> as a result of this <laughs> yeah and, and so... but then the mother just kind of confesses she, yeah. it, but like she leaves all the evidence out all the tapes and a note that to, for henry that says like for your film mm-hmm. and then kills herself <laughs> yeah and so then Henry gets all the fame and glory that Pia wanted because, yeah. you know, he's able to make this movie. But, it, like, you can tell at the end that he's just miserable because he's just sitting at the after party. He goes up to his hotel and just sits with a bottle of champagne by himself because yeah. his life is basically ruined. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he has all the money and fame that, you know, they could have wanted. And and it doesn't work out quite as he's planned. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The dog just farted. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I want you to know that wasn't me. <laughs> you can smell it. Through the if you can smell it through the recording, it's ripe. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, but yeah, it was an interesting episode for sure, and I, I am I, I do love true crime, so it was right down my alley. But at the same time, yeah, the whole time I was kind of like, this is very much not like any a other Black, Black Mirror, Mirror episode. episode. No. Like it's very interesting yeah. just to watch as as a show it was like oh and then the twist at the end i definitely did not no. see that coming in any way but it was very not black mirror-esque yeah not at all <laughs> other but. than like i guess you get the the idea that what he wanted which was to make a lot of money and fame off of his movie ultimately like ruins his life so you get like True. the careful what you wish for kind of moral yeah but it's just not really technology dependent right like it usually is. yeah but i guess not every single one of black mirror episodes is technology dependent but it is something they do rely on and i guess this is sort of technology dependent like you said it's just old technology yeah. that makes the story not new technology sure sure but um I don't think I had any quotes from this. I did not have any quotes from this. And I felt like the dialogue in this one was very minimal. Mm-hmm. They basically only said what they needed to to progress the story. And there wasn't a lot of like funny quips or like deep kind of quotes in it. There were, however, a couple references to other things. Oh, we're there. So again, we get a mention of the callow years. So I'm going to have to figure out what that is. The callow years. But um, yeah, so the when they show the... I think it was during the BAFTA nominations or something... Or maybe it was just a commercial. I don't know. It, when they introduced Locke Henry, it said, from the producers of the Callow Years. Okay. <laughs> so I'll figure out what that is. Yeah. And then um, they also had, like, I think it was on the news as, like, a little thing. It said, um, there was a, a title that said, Euthanasia, colon, Inside Project Junipera. Oh. And so I was like, ah, San Junipero. They must know that people just love that, that episode because that, it's like that everywhere. That has to be like one of their top episodes, yeah. I'm sure, because, it, I mean, it was yeah. worthy of the spot. <laughs> yeah. And so despite the fact that like 
if we are assuming that this is actually in the same time frame as San Junipero. Right. Yeah, that's true. Then these this couple, or this entire town, ha- is just not using technology yeah. like the rest of... I mean, it's very rural Scotland. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. And there's, like, I don't even remember... Do you remember seeing a scene in there where either of them had a cell phone out and were doing anything at all yes. on a cell phone? Okay. The, and was um, it, like, a smartphone? It was a smartphone. Okay. Pia was trying to use it, but she had no service. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. That was the only thing, though. Okay. But, yeah. But no, like, you know, I feel like... In no the same eye round, implants. Yeah, no implants, <laughs> no... Consci- consciousness transfers right. to be able to go into like, Which the is realm. what the idea of San Junipero yeah. is. So, like, it does seem interesting that it is existing in the same world then as that anyways. Yeah. Because if there was a headline talking about euthanasia and San Junipero, then yeah. probably it was, like, an investigation into what San Junipero was actually doing. Right. Were they just killing people? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's darker than what we realized, too. Unless, like, I mean, it could also be that, like, because the Project Junipero, the San Junipero stuff seems pretty, like, set at the time. Yeah. So this could that could be like several years in the future That's and this true. is the budding the idea. new idea of like yeah. it hasn't actually started yet but you know and there's criticism of it because yes. it's like euthanasia or something. Right. That's true. Yeah. But is it euthanasia? Well, because that's you're true. still there. Right. Are you? And like they're not actually killing people, they're just like transferring your consciousness after you die. Right. <laughs> but yeah. But then is that your consciousness? So why was it Are called Lock Loch Henry was the place. Because Loch is lake, right? Yeah. Like Loch Ness. So there was just like a lock called Henry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I know what Loch Ness is. We were, we were <laughs> I know. there. We were. And I was like, just in case I you forgot. I do know what a lock is. I just wasn't sure why it was called Loch Henry as yeah. the episode title. I didn't realize Yeah, so I think it's just were. the place. Well, because uh, that makes sense because a part of the goal of the documentary was to bring it, tourism and attention to the place. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they, okay. they named it. And that, I just. I guess. That was the first episode that I watched, and it was, like, separate from the rest of the episodes. Mm-hmm. I just forgot that the guy's name was not Henry. Yeah, Davis. <laughs> yeah. Davis. Which, that's, like, a last name. Why is his name not David? Maybe it's popular there. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so that's um The Black first two Henry. episodes of Black Mirror. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, next time maybe we'll talk about the other three, maybe just one. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I would like to at least talk about... The two that were yeah. really good, um, which was Beyond the Sea and Demon 79. And then the, the fourth one was, what the heck was the name of that one? I don't remember. Um, hold on, I have it written down. Maisie Day. That one was weird. Like, okay. that was probably my least favorite out <laughs> of the four, honestly. And it wasn't, like, the premise seems good because it's like, oh, about paparazzi who takes it too far kind mm. of thing. But, like, then there's just, like, this really strange plot twist in it where I'm just like, oh. Okay. okay. I'll look forward to seeing that. <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't expecting that, but not sure that it works. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Cool. It would be interesting to talk about that one too, just to get your opinion. Yeah, <laughs> because it's it's strange. All right, <laughs> and not not in a typical Black Mirror way either. There's no uh, technology in that one that's advanced okay. in any way either. The plot twist is is separate and interesting, weird. <laughs> yeah, they really and not really a direction I thought Black Mirror would take in any episode. Know. So it, it almost relies on like other like it's a plot twist that's happened in other stories yeah. before, you know. And I was like, oh. That's what they're doing. <laughs> that that's where they went with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I did. They did do the traditional thing in in Lock Henry of like 
trying to mislead you to see who the villain is because they tried to make Stuart's dad seem because he was such a drunk and stuff so they were like oh he's hiding and he's the one who killed them and he didn't want them doing the film right but we find out later that he only he suspected because he had done some like sex games with the parents and was it was a bit too far right um but uh Anyway, sex games aside. Sex games aside. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. If you want to reach out to us, um, despite the fact that it's currently like a seething hellhole, reach, you can reach out to us on Twitter at MMO Podcast. <laughs> or if you just want to avoid Twitter altogether, you can send us an email to navigating Netflix Originals at gmail.com. And we do take suggestions, as you know, if there's anything you'd like us to rant about in the future, feel free to let us know. Yeah, please do. We're always looking for new new things of course we have a growing list of things that we intend to watch (laughs) yeah the list of things we want to watch is longer than this list of things we have watched (laughs) (laughs) so we have ambitions of our own we don't need you guys but we appreciate your inputs when and if you have them exactly that that one time yes we also you know mess and i as i'm sure you know as a as our dedicated (laughs) podcast listeners all five of you is that uh we tend to have very similar interests and so then our pool of things we watch is restricted <laughs> it is we, we don't like look outside of that subject matter unless somebody suggests yeah. to us like oh you should try this yeah. and then we would exactly we did that one time we did <laughs> but yeah so um thanks everyone for listening again and uh we'll uh i guess you'll hear us you'll hear us next, next time, time. <laughs> on that note bye <laughs>